Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier, connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Podcast starts now. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Stradio Lab. Oh, and look, who's that? Why, it's George. Hey, George. Oh, it's me. Oh, hi. I wasn't <laughs> expecting you. Sorry, I'm fully nude. Um, sorry. I was um, experimenting, of course, with the new intro to see if it shook <laughs> anything up. Sam, it's crazy. You're also fully nude. Oh, yeah. We're both fully nude because well, we were talking about this before we started recording, but we're trying to strip away artifice, and that starts, of yeah. course, with stripping away clothing. This is tough because famously you always hate when we match. <laughs> I, I can't remember if you've talked about this on air, but at live shows one time, you actually made me button my overshirt because yours was unbuttoned and you didn't want both of us to have unbuttoned overshirts. We can't have the same silhouette. <laughs> right, it's too matchy-matchy. So I, because I was so worried about us matching, I, I thought, why not just be fully nude? And then there's no way I, I would we would match. But then, of course, you showed up fully nude as well. And and now, I mean, I, I can't help but think, you know, are you mad that we're matchy-matchy? Well, I'm furious, first and foremost. And, in fact, I'm going to put on a pair of socks. What if we did, like, full <laughs> improv, audio improv, and you heard me be like, doop, 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 creak, <laughs> opening my drawer, creak. Sifting through the socks, it's on. But I'm 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 still fully nude, so it's just like plop plop plop. That's the sound of just like my body moving. You know, people don't yeah. do enough audio improv anymore. I agree. <laughs> and uh, you know why? It's because it doesn't sell. Uh huh. That's the feedback we've always gotten: is script, script, script. <laughs> Why isn't the podcast more scripted? Yeah. Stop doing sound effects. No one's buying it. No one's. And you know, people. And but and we say, you know, but people love it when we actually explain that we're doing sound effects and do a sort of meta commentary <laughs> on the concept of audio improv. And and what about that? And then and then they say, no, that doesn't sell either. No, sweetie, whatever you're doing, it's not selling. Quite it's frankly, it's not selling. <laughs> no one is listening. Here's a question. Um, if what? you're not selling, do you have any worth? 
Well, it's interesting because your worth can appreciate. So if you're not selling, then in 20 years, people can be like, well, he was a genius. Uh-huh. Okay. That's actually very good to know. If you are selling, oftentimes that can actually bite you in the ass. Mm. Uh, and you can be called a sellout. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. The 90s are back. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I guess like before, like George, like, how are yeah. you doing? I mean, I'm hungover. Okay. Cause I can hear it in your voice, but I was trying to hide it. Yeah. You, there was shame. Right. How are you? <laughs> well, I'm a little hungover. Oh, but, but I think not you were bad. trying to hide it too. A little. Not bad. I'm not bad either. Actually. Um, tastefully, like I'm a normal, like I, like, like I went out, you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. But just to be clear, I got home before midnight. Same. Um, and yet I do feel like, I do feel like I went to kind of a, uh, a circuit party rager last night. What did you do? When in fact, I, I went to a college friend's holiday party. Oh my God. At her apartment and got back before midnight. You were addicted to these wholesome gatherings. I cannot even describe how addicted I am to the concept of a holiday party. <laughs> I mean, are they living up to your expectations? Sometimes I feel like I want that dream. I have the dream of the holiday party and it never actually lives mm -hmm. up to the expectations. I bought a holiday colored blazer that I'm going to wear to tonight's holiday party. And I'll just let that sink in. <laughs> so you're doing two holiday parties in one singular weekend? No, actually, I'm doing three. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. That is crazy. I have one on Friday, one on Saturday, one on Sunday. Do you ever get sick of it? No. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite holiday party activity? Go. Okay. Um, you know, when an eggnog is well made and you're like, no, eggnog is disgusting. It looks like cum. Correct. And then you actually have some and you're like, wow, this is delicious. That can be really powerful. Um, when, when the snacks are well curated, when there's shrimp cocktail, for instance. Sure. When you accidentally match with someone and take a photo. Sure. One, anywhere there's shrimp cocktail, I'm in heaven. We all know this. Well, um, yeah. But what, describe your holiday blazer. Okay, thank you for asking. So it is a kind of, uh, it, it is a sort of red and green plaid on white. But it's not over, I know that red and green plaid literally sounds like I'm Father Christmas. It actually, reads this Christmas when you know that's the context you're in, but I could even wear it out in March and I, and I would still look pretty chic to be honest. I'm going to be, and I'm not trying to be a bitch at all. It just, uh -huh. so it does kind of like, I'm imagining like RuPaul walking to the workroom in this type of blazer. Okay. All right. Wow. I'm obviously you are sort of, um, you know, the archer Taylor Swift knifing me in the heart, not knifing me, but, uh, you know, shooting a, th a dart in my, into my heart. But I will of course persevere and say that it actually is not costumey and it is more editorial. And okay. I would say even runway adjacent. And I think it can be dressed up or dressed down. You can wear it with jeans or with a sort of formal black slack. Just being, you know, a uh, devil's advocate, which we all know everyone loves. Sure. If you walk into a room and say yeah. there's a Laganja Estrancha there, 
<laughs> Would she say work, Mama? <laughs> when you're wearing this blazer, I, you know what? I bet you actually that this blazer is so subtle and sophisticated that Laganja wouldn't get. You wouldn't even wouldn't even perceive that I'm turning a look. Okay. You know who would? Uh, an Aquaria, um, a, a Violet Chachki. If I walked into a room with Violet Chachki, she would say, "Okay, work." Okay. But Laganja would not get it. <laughs> any any further questions? No, I actually think that's perfect. I'm I'm glad I asked all the questions because now I actually can see the blazer fully. Yeah, and you know what else? I didn't even lead with this. I found this uh, in a vintage store. It is designer. No. It is a designer blazer. <laughs> but it's very if you know you know. It doesn't have a brand name anywhere. It doesn't say, you know, Fendi, Gucci, Prada and giant letters on the back in rhinestones. But if you know, if you are Violet Chachki, if you are Aquaria, let's say, and you see me, you know I'm wearing designer. <laughs> I, okay, who? which designer is it? What? Tom Brown. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Any other questions? <laughs> no, I, I think I've figured it out pretty much. Okay. I'm happy for your designer blazer. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay, one more question, actually. Yeah. Are you going to wear it to multiple Christmas parties, or are you just going to wear it to one? Like, are you worried that people are going to be like, there he is in that blazer again? I know. Well, I do think, not to brag, I have many different friend groups, and so I think <laughs> I could potentially wear it to one it's <laughs> to two parties total. I'm not going to wear it to more than two, but I do think I could wear it to one party that's, let's say, all comedy people and one party that's all, let's say, you know, Matthew's friends or something like uh, my boyfriend's friends. So so I and I think I could choose the parties in such a way where one of them is more of a photography event where I know my photo will be taken. And the other one is more of a casual friend hang, knowing that only photos from one event will make it to the trades. Yeah, so this is a note to everyone throwing a holiday party. Um, have a step and repeat or don't expect <laughs> a look. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, George, I have to say, I have to uh -oh. say that you did freeze for a moment. Oh, no. <laughs> but it's fine. And it wasn't, I, both our guest and myself shared a moment um, where we looked scared <laughs> yeah. of each other. But yeah. it was uh, it was fine. I will say my Wi-Fi actually went to the one that doesn't work, the extension. So I'm gonna switch it now. Hold on. Okay. So then we're gonna bring in our guest once the tech is I'm really gonna, correct. I'm gonna freeze and then I'm gonna unfreeze it. Okay. That, I I did that on purpose for the record. <laughs> okay. Well, that's actually a perfect time to freeze because now we can bring in our guest. Okay. Okay. And without further ado, the podcast has resumed officially. <laughs> Um, so please welcome to the pod the one the only Jeff Hiller. Hi. 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 Can I can I can I just please I was listening in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can I just say George you <laughs> you did this really amazing thing where you were wildly vague <laughs> and then Sam would ask you one question and you would be so honed in specific. Yeah. You literally were like it's a designer jacket. Didn't tell us the designer mm -hmm, mm -hmm. until you were questioned on it. You also said, I have a holiday colored jacket. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm trying to be inclusive. I didn't want to just say Christmas. It's not the holiday part I had a problem with. Okay. 
<laughs> I wouldn't call a color holiday, I guess. Oh, is interesting. What I guess I would say. Yeah, you could have said what color guess, it, it was. You yeah. Know? Right. Yeah. Which, which you had you had the verbiage right. for, the, the language for, because once there were follow-up questions asked, you really gave us like a full yeah. dissertation with drag queen mm -hmm. references <laughs> of who. Exactly. Well, you know, it's... I I would give a little justice for LaGanja, who's really come back yeah. <laughs> as, as a star. Well, well you know, <laughs> she... That All-Stars entrance, come on. Oh, no, it was oh, amazing. Yeah, that was, it was amazing. That was amazing. That was amazing. <laughs> what was that, 15 years ago? <laughs> there's, this, there's this video, um, Jeff, I don't know if you oh, saw no. it, and by the time this episode comes out, it will be completely irrelevant, but it, it's just the darkest. It is her doing an ad for Lube and Israel. And She's doing an ad for lube, <laughs> not even Israeli lube, lube in Israel. I, it, it's actually impossible to understand what, who paid her for this ad, because I think the lube is like Durex brand or something. Like it is not a lube that is Israeli, but she keeps being like, you know how I love Israeli men, and I love lube. And she also is doing a pun the whole time where she goes, I lube Israeli men. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Maybe you All know. Right. Maybe it's like a gay tourism ad for Israel or something. I think maybe that's what it is. And so Israel, the country, teamed up with Lube, the product, to promote gay tourism via Laganja. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it does feel like of all the celebrities you would get to like get the gays over. That's a sort of obscure one. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were her number one fan based on your recent comments. You know what? You turned me. You turned me. I'm anti-Laganja now. I, I think she's a beautiful, pure uh, soul who, you know, is wandering through this world um, making mistakes like we all do. And that is so powerful. Right. And she lives out loud and no one can say that. I didn't like her on her season, but then I saw her on an Untucked, or not Untucked, it's the one on YouTube that where they just talk about the episode that you already watched. Right, Rup, RuPaul Ruview, or yeah, like outfit Ru Ruveal. Pit stop. <laughs> pit stop. Pit stop. It's the pit stop is the one I meant. And although I have seen the Ru whatever, and um, I don't know, I thought I was like, oh, she's funny. I, you know what? Here's the thing. <laughs> um, I really always appreciate when someone is a genuine kind of eccentric. Yeah. Like I do think Lagan, she's not putting it on. Like I do think she is like a weirdo. Right. Yeah. And actually, you know, so many of these queens are so calculated and, you know, have literally went to grad school to be drag queens. And it's good to see someone who didn't even really probably finish middle school. <laughs> she, didn't get, she didn't even get her drag queen GED. Come on, who, miss? <laughs> I cannot. I watched the video like Sam, 40 times yesterday. I can't, we set this video. We were talking. I, in fact, uh, not to toot my own horn, I found this video and sent it to our group chat. And then Sam responded with a one second voice note that, can you do it again, Sam? Come on, Humus. <laughs> it's, it's really, you got to check out this video. I'm, I'm going to. I would like to say that my mom one time goes, Jeff. Have you ever heard of the dip humus? <laughs> that does remind me. My mom always calls it a, a dip. She oh, and because I, for many years in a row, in fact, would make hummus as sort of a kind of appetizer um, when we would have people over for the holidays and stuff. There I go again, the holidays. Um, and she Obsessed. and she kept saying like, "Can you make that dip?" Uh, meaning hummus. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I guess it is technically a dip. I mean, what are you gonna do? Sure, it's a dip. Yeah. 
It's, it could know, be a dip, it could yeah. be a spread. Maybe that's where I... A spread. Yeah. A spread, it could also That's where be. I got my knack for being unspecific, is my mom, you know, she would never... <laughs> growing up, she would never specify what she was talking about. She would always go general. Oh. Well, it's nice because it invites follow-up. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I was definitely having to do a lot of the work. Um, I was having to like sort of pry and ask questions where a normal conversation is sort of more like you're providing the information and I'm sort of adding on to that information, sort of my take, but it was so vague that I didn't even really know how to respond to it other than to ask questions. Okay, I mean, I'm sorry, but like I was simply describing that I bought a blazer that I'm gonna wear to Christmas parties. So I don't think I was being, you know, the elusive chanteuse over here. <laughs> No, you were being so withholding. You were being, like, <laughs> so toxic. And I, I also just want to say, you know, both of us, of course, thrive as interviewers. And I think I was giving you a gift of being like, well, you can interview me now. Yeah. No, we both train each other to be better interviewers. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when we got on the call, I was like, he needs to warm up. <laughs> yeah. So, like, watch how good we are at it. Um, Jeff, how are you? Yeah, what's up? <laughs> wow, you are good at it. Right? Um, Barbara Walters stuff. <laughs> what if I just started weeping? <laughs> wow, I wish that were true. Oh. Um, you know, I'm fine. Sure, I got a little ennui. It's a rainy day. Sure. Uh, yeah. But that's that could be nice. Mm -hmm. It's a gloomy day. It's a gloomy, I, day. It a gloomy day. I just want to say it is 1.20 p.m. By in some cultures, that's the middle of the day. I have currently both overhead lighting and a desk lamp on. It's still kind of dark in here. Yeah, I had to turn on two lamps. Yeah, in order to have full light, <laughs> which I realized the podcasting audience doesn't even know. I went to all that effort, so I have to say it. Yeah, well, you look incredible. Yeah, you're glowing. You're absolutely yeah. stunning. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It's a, a huge. If I turned this around, it would just look like a photo yeah. studio. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Jeff, when it comes to holiday parties, um, are you pro or against? Oh, oh. <laughs> um, you know, I'm going to say something that literally everyone keeps saying over and over again, and it's not an original thought at all. But we love like, those here. <laughs> good. I'm just going to give you a really basic answer. Any unoriginal thought you have is perfect. <laughs> Thank you. I don't, um, not to interrupt you again, I just want to say, you know, if you say something that is original, I will be so pissed after this week. You better say, you better say truly, like, what's the most basic? You better say, you know, Christmas is about family. If you don't say that, I will be so fucking angry. Well, it's funny you should say that because Christmas really is about family. Wow, that's so um, true. I'm always saying that. That's amazing. Yeah. Here's what I was going to mm. say, which I do think is kind of an unoriginal thought, which is that post-pandemic, I'm like, oh, God, it's so hard to go out. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, Jeff, the pandemic isn't over, actually. The pandemic actually, isn't oh. over. And, oh, I didn't know. Oh, I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, check the news, girlfriend. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and I know. I haven't been yeah, out. And I know, you're, I know. You know you're here to promote a bunch of projects where you show up the only person unvaxxed, the only person without a mask, <laughs> and and demand, demand. I am not releasing my vaccine status. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I guess post-pandemic, I'm doing air quotes for everyone listening, things have been great for everyone. <laughs> Listen, if they didn't hear those air quotes, <laughs> they have no, yeah. no um, yeah. reference for subtlety um, whatsoever. But to agree with you, I do think it is tough to go out post-pandemic. <laughs> uh, yeah, to 100% agree with you, you're 100% correct. 
well, what do you do? What do you do in these current pandemic Christmas parties mm-hmm. or holiday parties? Yeah. Are you all masked? Are, are they happening outdoors? We're all masked, but we are having penetrative sex. <laughs> <laughs> Which holes? <laughs> Honey, Don't tell every, me. all of them except the mouth because they're masked. <laughs> That is the one hole no one's getting anywhere near because the pandemic is not over. Uh, you know, I I still enjoy going out, of course, but I do think something in the pandemic um, was that now I don't like the night used to start at 10 p.m. It would be like, OK, the night's starting now. And it's like I'm going to be out till 2 a.m. roughly. And now it's like I love an 8 p.m. start to the night and like mm-hmm. a, a wrap it up around 1230 that is just so perfect. Yeah. Honey, now see, I'm significantly older than you, but I am like, let's do a 6 p.m. start. Wrap it up by 6.15. <laughs> well, Jeff, do you know what you would love? Do you know what you would love? A holiday party. Because you better believe they start at like 3 p.m. Perfect. Okay, then, I w- then I'm pro. Then I'm pro. All right, well, I'll see you there. You better compliment my blazer, bitch. <laughs> Ooh, it's so holiday. (laughs) I love the holiday color it is. (laughs) Um, Should we do our first segment? Oh, wait, I want to, before we, before this podcast starts, I want to say one. Okay, we're in a fight. I want to say one thing that. (laughs) Should we start recording? No, we haven't started yet. Um, I want to say that last night I went to the Eagle, actually, for, um, they had a, uh, like, it was called Jockstrap Happy Hour. And mm. at the Jockstrap Happy Hour, there was actually a moment when they did play like religious Christmas songs with like a light dance beat under them. And that, <laughs> like, it was like, oh, come all ye faithful. And I was like, okay, this is kind of genius. Oh, I love that. I bet it was Oh Holy Night, because then they have that big moment where it says, fall on your knees, and then all <laughs> oh, the queens look oh at each God. other and get like, Oh, this is so true. That's so you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Sam, I want to truly uh, issue a, a notes app apology about the fact that you asked me what I did last night and I never reciprocated <laughs> to the point where I now you now had to debase yourself by bringing it up on your own without being asked. You know, sometimes the, the biggest skill you can have as an interviewer is to know yeah. when to turn the camera towards yourself and ask yourself <laughs> yeah. the tough questions. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, broadcast news. <laughs> Listen, I have a question about happy hour, jockstrap happy hour. First of all, does it happen during happy hour? Like, are you like doing a, a clothes check at 5 p.m.? So the clothes it is at 7 p.m., which is pretty early for a clothes check to happen. Right. That's a happy hour if, if you're wearing a jockstrap. I get that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's for the people who stayed late <laughs> at their 5 p.m. and working. Um, so... I, okay. When you're drinking, but you're also like, okay, I'm just going to admit that I have like extreme body shame, right? So like I never went to any of these like underwear party things. I'm the same. Do, yeah. Are you ever just like, I'm super self-conscious about the fact that like my full body is showing while I'm like eating a maraschino cherry out of my military or whatever? I mean... There's all different types of people there, so you're not really. I mean, I'm I'm not really self conscious when I'm oh, there. Oh, I get it. You're more attractive than the other. No, people, no, no. So it's literally all it. types. I just mean like like I'm not someone's cup of tea, and someone else is uh, like it's all everybody's hot in their own way. Sam, you you really have you have just like the healthiest relationship to body image of literally anyone I have ever met in my entire life. 
And it is, yes. it's just like, I mean, the way that you truly are, um, just celebrate everyone, everybody, <laughs> and, and, and so completely think of you, like, don't take it personally if someone, it, like you just said, if you're not someone's cup of tea, if I'm not someone's cup of tea, I, I'm jumping out the window on the spot. <laughs> and I just assume I'm no one's cup of tea. And I'm married. <laughs> uh, well, well. That, did you have a nice time? I did have a nice time. I bet it was probably because, do you use Dove soap? And they have that Real Bodies campaign. And so that you, really, that actually radicalized Sam. And that's when he yeah. started believing in body diversity. Yeah, I was really, really body negative before that ad campaign. Yeah. Um, you should listen to early episodes of Thank this you. podcast. Thank you, Dove. I was just going yeah. off about yeah. he different takes types it really of seriously. Yeah. yeah, he's like, don't joke about the Dove campaign. That changed my life. <laughs> It's beautiful. Um, also, it's just, yeah. I, when I got there, I was like, because I'd never been to this event before, and I was sort of like, do I? Like, I don't want to, like, take my clothes off if that's not the vibe. Mostly is what I'm afraid of, is, like, just being weird. I don't want to be weird. <laughs> you being, like, the only one that's yeah. doing it. Everybody else is like, okay, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I got there, and actually, like, I was like, well, I'm going to... I'm gonna wait, and then I everyone else was already in uh, their underwear, and so I was like, "Oh, I'm the weird one by not being in my underwear." So I guess I'll hop on in. And did you wear um, like were you like, "Oh, thank God, I wore a good underwear," or were you like, "Oh no, no, I'm wearing like the holy ones from Uniqlo." I purposefully did wear um, a, a jock strap. Oh yeah, you gotta to be on theme, of course. <laughs> and it was holiday colored, no less. Yeah. Oh, oh, I love a holiday color. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We are both dealing with such different issues in our day-to-day -day lives. You have a full-time job in Los Angeles. You've had to uproot your home. You've had to, you have to figure out work-life balance. Meanwhile, I am a freelancer in New York City. How do I fit it all in one day? How do I create my own schedule? What am I, some boss lady in a film? You know, it's so hard. You have to be boss and employee. But you know what? We can't keep these things bottled up. You know, we need to let them out. That's right. People all carry around different stressors, both big and small. And when you bottle them up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I'll tell you something. Therapy in the past for me has been just a place where once a week I can tell someone what I'm thinking of in a safe and enclosed space where no one can enter and ask me to send an email because it is my time and it is my time for therapy. And everyone deserves that in all across this great nation. Yeah. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and hey, suited for your schedule. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Stradio today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Stradio. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Okay, now we can do our first segment. It's official. All right. <laughs> um, Jeff, our first yeah. segment is called Straight Shooters. Here on this podcast, we call Stradio Lab. And <laughs> this segment is meant to test your familiarity with and complicity in straight culture. And we will ask you a series of rapid fire this or that questions okay. that make very little sense. And you have to choose one thing or another thing. And the one rule is you can't ask any follow-up questions about how the game works. Otherwise, you will be booted <laughs> off the island. <laughs> well, how will you have a podcast then? <laughs> I hear a question. <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> Sam, take it away. Okay. Amy Mann or Boy George? Amy Mann. J. Crew or iRobot? <laughs> iRobot. <laughs> okay. Supporting the troops or supporting local businesses? Supporting local businesses. Hmm. Unrealistic beauty standards or super realistic underwater CGI in Avatar 2 The Shape of Water? Yes! <laughs> Unrealistic <laughs> beauty standards. Okay, the hit song Old Lang Syne or the hit podcast How Long Gone? All <laughs> Lang Syne. Okay, Jeff. <laughs> Subverting the male gaze or going through a bisexual phase? Uh, subverting the, the male gaze. <laughs> okay. John C. <laughs> Riley, William H. Macy, or Toys R Us? <laughs> Toys R Us. <laughs> Trusting your gut or busting a nut? <laughs> uh, busting a nut. Mm. Nice. Wow. Mad respect. <laughs> you know, I have to say, I think you did such a good job. I think you did a really great really? job. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. All right. Well, I have some defenses as, if we wanted to go back, but um, if you don't, if you trust it, then let's just. Move <laughs> I would love to hear. I would love to hear some defense. Yeah. What What was your tactic during that difficult, difficult game? Oh uh, yeah. Well, um, I forget which one I was like. Really, like I, I, I want to tell you why, <laughs> but. I will say, um, I forgot that Avatar happened until I saw that there's a sequel to it. And I was like, oh yeah, that movie. I know. And then I found out it was, it's the highest grossing film of all time. And I would just rather have unrealistic body standards. <laughs> yeah. It is true that unrealistic body standards are in some ways better for society than realistic CGI. In the long run. In the long run. Yeah. 
And I don't want to defend that. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and it. defend that. No. If you don't understand it, I'm not going to At least that. Unrealistic Body Standards gave us Naomi Campbell. Yeah. Yes. 90s super. James Cameron could not make her on the computer. <laughs> yeah. No. No. I, I would argue he made Zoe Saldana look worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. See, Unrealistic Body Standards gave us actual Zoe Saldana, and then James Cameron <laughs> made her into a blue alien. Like, what is he doing? <laughs> it's too confusing. We've already sacrificed so much as a society to have her, you know, to, to present it. Exactly. It would be fun if Naomi Campbell was an Avatar 2, though. <laughs> she should actually be an Avatar 2, but be the only one not blue. That's such a good idea. It's, yeah, everyone else is blue, like, and then Naomi Campbell's like, hello. Have you seen that picture of her in that um, in that crazy gown where she's standing next to the Teletubbies? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's real good. I don't understand it. And then there's also that one of Nicole Kidman where they're at the Balenciaga show, and they're just talking, but they're like in the dresses that they can't really mm-hmm. move. It's really good. Anyway, I would like her to just be in that dress in Avatar, just standing next to one of the blue I, people. That really would, honestly, then I would maybe watch Avatar 2 The Shape of Water if <laughs> Naomi Campbell played herself in it in like a fun cameo. <laughs> Me too. I really love that you know the little. Um, I know. S- yeah. <laughs> what do you call it? The, the tag tagline? The tag, yeah. The tag yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever, yeah. I consulted on it. <laughs> yeah, he came up with it. I um, will be honest with you both. I am planning on seeing Avatar 2 Way of Water. The Shape of Water. Shape of Water. Oh, The Way of Water? Oh my God, it's The Way of Water. <laughs> yeah, have you been saying The Shape of Water? Like Would the movie? I've been saying The Shape of Water this entire time, and that is a different movie. The Shape of Water is a different Sorry. movie, right? <laughs> um, wow, that's so funny. I mean, once again, no one corrected me, and I said it truly like 16 times. <laughs> I, I honestly thought you were saying it right, um, and now I'm thrown off. But I'm currently in a text thread planning to go, uh, saying, which night are we going to go? Wow. Isn't that weird? When is it opening? Do you know? <laughs> December 16th. <laughs> See you there. Well, See you there, chicas. We're renting out a whole I still theater. Think people, yeah, people need to show up <laughs> to show that we, that that movies matter movies are are back because the pandemic yeah. is officially over because the pandemic Avatar is, over 2 is out wait a minute did it end just since we had our last conversation yeah. about how it's yeah get the text alert okay. <laughs> yeah there was a text alert you know what i put on do not disturb there was a text the, alert. The do not disturb it's my own fault yeah yeah that's why you never mute your text messages when you're doing a podcast it's really important to be on your phone constantly because the news the way the yeah, news is going news. <laughs> You know, things are happening so fast these days that you just have to be on your phone constantly, even when you're recording. It's really true. That's, uh, you've, you've taught me. <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't a very good response. No, no, no that was actually no, no, perfect. No. That was really great. <laughs> was it? Yeah, yeah it was really, really good. I'm just trying to be really basic on this one. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. What's your most, if you had, what's your most unoriginal idea that you've ever had? Oh, that's a good question. Hmm. Ooh. Oh, that's well. I got married. It's pretty- oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> sure. Well, it's pretty like going along. Sure. Um, what else? Uh, I just went on a. I went on a vacation to an all-inclusive resort. Wow. <laughs> that's pretty. That's that's, that's pretty, pretty basic. That's pretty, pretty basic. basic. Where was it? Uh, Punta Cana in the Dominican Republic. Okay, that's a little that's less a little basic. Off. Yeah, that's a little off. Think you path. didn't go to the Atlantis Resort in the Caribbean. No. <laughs> I didn't. Although the Dominican Republic, I think, is technically in the Caribbean. Oh, I guess that's true. 
Well, uh, well, we're listening and we're learning and we're really doing our best over here. Um, I'm trying to think. What's your most unoriginal thought, Sam? My most unoriginal thought is that I'm like, like my true most unoriginal thought is like, don't talk to me till I've had my coffee. Like I'm like oh, every sure. morning I'm like I haven't had my coffee, and it's like, are, seriously, that's like what you're annoyed at? And it's like, yeah, that's pretty much my deal. Yeah. I guess my current most unoriginal thought is a sort of my sort of fetishization of the holidays that is happening this year. I'm really like gonna go to a Christmas market at some point. <laughs> Which I, I do think there's something deeper going on here with your obsession with the holiday. And I don't really yeah. know what it means. Like, is it a family feeling? Is I guess it... it can be traced back to mama. <laughs> <laughs> Right. You know, as the world becomes more in this climate, as the world becomes more uncertain, rising inflation, etc., I am grasping on to the things that made me feel safe as a child. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Oh my God! I just got a text alert. Um, apparently, Why? yeah, nothing is going on anymore. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So things are kind of back to normal. Things are back. Oh my God, that's such a relief. It's such a relief. Jeff is actually checking his phone. He's like, wait, I didn't get it. I didn't get the alert. I didn't get it. <laughs> Jeff, is your phone on airplane mode? Oh, oh you just got yes. it? No. Yeah, there it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, wow. oh so, that's disappointing. Yeah, so nothing's going on anymore. That's awesome. Oh, what a bummer. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. I, I hope it lasts, is, is what I'll say. Mm -hmm. You know, because in the past, we've had moments where we've gotten that alert, nothing's going on anymore. And then three days later, Things are start happening. Again. Everything's happening. Things happen, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think for now we can just enjoy that. Like, all right, we we get a break. We get a break. Now models can thrive <laughs> once again. Yeah, yeah. Body positivity <laughs> is over. Like, <laughs> we're back to. I have been, wait for it, waiting to exhale, and I just did. <laughs> Thank you, Loretta Devine. <laughs> um, I think maybe it could be radical, radically unoriginal mm. if we got into our topic. Yeah. Mm. I'm so excited. This is maybe one of the more radical ways we've ever chosen a topic. It's it's actually like so scary the way that this topic was chosen that I think like we haven't felt like a rush of danger in yeah. a while. Yeah. We do feel like, um, you know, we've talked in the past on this podcast about how the ultimate, the ultimate punk rock artist is the vomit artist that Lady Gaga performed with at South by Southwest. And right now, I am feeling that we are being vomit artists by having this topic and, 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 and doing it, kind of doing it live. And I will say when I introduced the topic, yeah. Sam's response was, if it's a dud, oh well. I know, and that was, and that was his fear talking. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Whereas I feel so confident that this is gonna be a sort of David Bowie-esque revolution okay. it's gonna revolutionize Listen, music actually i'm i might vomit in the i don't know and if you do that will only make it more powerful hey jeff uh if you're gonna vomit don't do it till i've had my coffee <laughs> jeff if you vomit i prefer you do it in the house <laughs> um okay jeff i'm gonna actually ask you to introduce the topic as naturally as you possibly can okay well um, so in straight culture, mm -hmm. there is um, a love and an obsession for uh, brass instruments. Right. Brass instruments. And um, I'm thinking like a marching band. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm thinking like a saxophone solo during a, a 
a, an 80s rock ballad. Exactly. I think, th by the way, I'm already putting way more thought into it than when I just introduced it. No, no, now I'm actually hooked. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm like, now I'm like, this was the topic all along. I've never, I've never felt more clarity. Yeah, you've been, everything in your life has led you to here. Like, think about yeah. a trombone. Like, first blush, you're yeah. like, oh, that's a pretty gay instrument, you know, because it's like you're moving your, uh, you're moving your arm yes. in sort of a queer way, and um, you know you have to. Oh, oh I just got in, uh, <laughs> and you have to put your mouth. You know, like yeah. you have to put your mouth kind of in a weird position. Yeah. Which feels, but really, if you just step back two steps, you're like, oh, that is straight culture appropriating. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Bra That's what the trombone is. The trombone is straight culture appropriating gay culture. Yeah. <laughs> Even the case is like a little weird. It's got curves that like at first are like, these are strange curves. And then you're like, oh, God, it's just curves objectifying a woman's body. Yes. <laughs> you know what sound? I, I'm like thinking of the sound. Like that is one of the straightest sounds you could possibly make. Well, it's militaristic also. <laughs> militaristic. Well, that's the, yes. Well, brass and, instruments and are taps. part of the military. Yeah. They're a whole <laughs> arm of the military. Exactly. Yeah, it's kind Wait. of like fireworks where you think it's gay because it's colorful, but then you're like, well, we're celebrating actually 4th of July. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. And uh, you'll be burned. <laughs> at, at the stake, like a witch. <laughs> yes. Which actually is kind of queer. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, yes. Yeah. Women's I'm... suffering is always a sleigh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. So uh, yeah, brass instruments, to me, it is marching band. And marching band yeah. has a confusing sexuality because it's raw it's definitely yes. horny yes i think it's only horny since american pie mm. i think that's a that's a thing just since the year 2000 because when that movie came out it was so uh shocking because oh, yeah. they weren't horny you that's right. only thought of the marching band and i realized that it came out that movie came out when you know before you had an idea <laughs> of culture or life or I don't know, maybe you weren't born. I don't know. Yeah, we were both <laughs> born in 2001. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. It was an awesome day, actually. <laughs> <Birth> 21. <laughs> Honestly, if you told me that movie came out in like 1994, I would have been like, yeah. Um, anyway, when were you born? Uh, before 1994. <laughs> way, <laughs> no, way before. Way before. <laughs> Sweetie. Oh. Um, yeah. 60s. Oh, 60s. we've been around. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we've seen we've seen a uh, marching band go from straight to gay and back again. <laughs> but I do think that that movie made you look at marching band people differently. I completely agree. I and you know because my instinct was to say that marching band, at its core, is bisexual. There is something there. There is something to me, uh, fluid and uh, I don't know. Um, you know, the costumes and the co-ed of it. It's one of the few activities that is co-ed in our world. <laughs> and also, um, you know, they really fetishize the leader who does yes, this with exactly. their arm. Yeah. Um, who I guess is just keeping the beat. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And uh, like in my high school, you, they were like big time auditions. And like uh, I graduated in the, in the 90s from high school and there had never been a woman as the stomper with the baton, call it? The, as the yeah, as the stomper with the, the baton. drum major, the yeah. drum major. Okay, never. Yeah, so following a man that's setting the beat, not only does it mm -hmm. feel straight, it feels like 
fascistic. <laughs> yeah, that's like, <laughs> like I almost like don't want to get into it. Like that's like that's something... literal fascism. But okay, <laughs> right. but but go it, off. It, I to guess. Be clear, fascistic, not fetishistic. <laughs> yeah. It's it's well, they go hand in hand, honestly. Yeah, it's yeah, which hard is to take the fetish out of fascism. One of the most difficult parts about being gay is taking the fetish out of fascism. <laughs> 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 I love you. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Okay. I actually, this is such a rich topic. I'm, I'm, I'm realizing that I think marching band, the marching band, really like brought me into it in a, in a way that I really appreciate. Right, and it's not just brass instruments no. because also like the drum line is real rife with, like you have to be super butch and like and like the the high school women who or whatever college I, when like you see a woman in a drum line i feel like there's often like um i gotta i gotta show my metal that i can carry this yeah. big ass drum yeah no very much so <laughs> which which feels strange yeah women having to patriarchal. prove themselves yeah yeah being like we can be just as good as the guys <laughs> also i mean it's this is a very personal and also the guys being like you need to be just as good as us <laughs> And the assumption that they wouldn't ever yeah. or couldn't ever. Yeah, the woman like walks into the room and immediately the guys are like, gotta show your chops. And she's yeah, like, all right, well, I'm yourself. actually just having coffee and a donut right now. It's, you know, we're still getting ready. <laughs> Don't talk to me before I make coffee. <laughs> you know, I actually had an early straight sexual experience to the film Drumline starring Nick Cannon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Nick Cannon was like very hot. Yeah. It... Oh, but is he the one you were attracted to or no? No, it was, uh, I had, okay. a, it was, a. I was making out with like a woman and, oh. um, yeah, it was an early, you know, we're all figuring ourselves out. Mm -hmm. Um, and actually she started a toxic rumor that, um, she gave me a BJ and, uh, wow. my mom heard, needless to say, she was furious. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. And then you had to be like, no mom, I'm gay. And she was like, oh, I forgive you. Oh, thank God. Wait a minute, how did your mom hear? Oh my God, this town, you know? Everyone's yeah. chatting. It was like, they like got to her circle somehow. And it was like, my maybe my sister heard and like my sister told my mom, something like that. Like it, it got to her. Um, and I was like, that didn't even happen. Like I didn't even, that didn't even happen. Um, and my mom was like, you have to break up with her. And I was like, okay. And then I did. <laughs> You're like, no, I don't want to. <laughs> no, she's so special to me. Don't make me do that. She okay. might maybe give me a blowjob <laughs> and then I'll have to get one. Um, but wait a minute. So she spread the rumor that, like, that's so. It's so uh, opposite. It's, antithetical it's to. It's feminist, like, actually. <laughs> it's fully empowered. It is literally like, that is. That is third wave feminism is spreading a rumor right. that you gave a gay guy a blowjob. Yeah, it's like radical feminism. Yeah. It's trans exclusionary, but it's definitely radical. It's definitely radical. <laughs> it, it remains to be seen how exclusionary it is for sure. But yeah. I guess it's sex positive. It is sex positive because she's like she's. I mean, she's literally spreading a rumor about herself being more slutty than she actually is. <laughs> she's reclaiming it so much that other people are getting you know, uh, kind of burned up the stake. So then when you came out, were people like surprised? Well, that sort of, um, well, one, yes, no one saw it coming. 
<laughs> what? Let's start there, sweetie. Um, yeah, they were really shocked. Um, but also, I like didn't ever. I came out in college, and those people were in high school, and I kind of just like never addressed it. Like I kind of just like left that part of my life. <laughs> yeah, that's how I am with high school people too. Kind of awesome, awesome and cowardly. Um, yeah. As I said, well, I'm gay now, and I, you guys remember me when I was straight, so I have to never speak to you again. Yeah, you don't exist to me anymore. <laughs> The old Sam has died. I'm sorry. Wow. So when you when you went to college, like before, you you never were in the closet in college. You just like uh, I was in the closet for a, when you, a cool year or so. And people were like, <gasps> when you came out, or they were like, thank you for telling me. <laughs> they were like, and I want to hear your dance. They were like, um, they were like, thank you for telling me. I think they were like that. Oh. Yeah. And you. Um, I mean, I certainly think, I mean, in college, I was like, I was trying to do this thing, especially, you know, truly from like week one, I thought I could do this thing where I was just like, gay with gay people. And then I could go back <laughs> to my dorm room and no one would know. Classic. Yeah. And it's like, well, we're all on the same campus. <laughs> um, of almost 200 people. <laughs> very small liberal arts. Do a really very small. small. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, by like, I mean, to this day, I never came out to or like uh, never addressed my sexuality to my freshman year roommate. Like I would like it would be very obvious that I was like all my friends were gay. Like I was going to gay events and I would I think I would even like imply that I liked women with it. like I would just like completely as though he couldn't. I didn't have eyes and ears. <laughs> Wow, I love that. Yeah, you should go back to doing that. That would be cool. I I should. Yeah, actually, um, starting now. <laughs> um, Ooh, Mariah Carey. Yeah. She's so pretty. Yeah. <laughs> oh really? my god. Okay. Jeff, were people shocked when you came out of the closet? <laughs> no. <laughs> Even my mom was like, mm, "Yeah." No. <laughs> you know, I will say this: my parents were shocked in a way where I was like, "Come on," they were like flabbergasted. Wow. I I've yet to have anyone be surprised. Yeah. Well, and sometimes people come up to me on the street, not anymore, but I used to be on this prank show like a long long time ago. So you like you didn't know people's personality or whatever. And I was like hired to be the gay pranker, and sometimes people would come up to me on the street and they'd be like, "I know you're actually gay." <laughs> <laughs> like, people do that to us all yeah. the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what made you think I was trying to deny it as gay guy <laughs> on boiling points? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my You're God. on boiling points? <laughs> yeah, that was the gay one. Really? That, that is, is so, so iconic. That is so iconic. <laughs> is it? Yeah. You have no idea. <laughs> boiling points raised me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's you know, we're fans of so much of your other acting work in more recent years, but this is actually the most impressive I've ever been. This is like, I'm like, I had no idea. I, uh, I, I wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> Screw HBO. Oh, I was on MTV at 3.30 p.m. <laughs> when I got home from school, no less. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And one time we did this, like, gay blind date. And this one, like they called him Marks, and the Mark came in, and he just like I hadn't even started. I was supposed to be really whiny on the date, but like I, I just go hi, and he goes, I'm sorry, no. 
Adams. God. <laughs> oh, oh my awful. God. But people used to do things like that in the, what, early 2000s? When was this? Yeah. Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> that's back in the day. I was like mentally that. preparing for like boiling points. Like it was one of those things where I was like, this must be a thing that happens always. Like I was like <laughs> mentally preparing for like when boiling points comes for me and being like. You kept thinking you were going to be on boiling points. <laughs> And I was like, you know what? If I if that happened to me, I would never cuss. I would never get mad because I'm so calm. Like I could absolutely win the hundred dollars on boiling points. Yeah. Well, boiling points really did train us for the surveillance state in that way. Like it was like <laughs> they could be watching. Like the cameras could be on. You might be on boiling points, so you better act normal. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. It's awful because it's like it's like we'll reward you if you don't stand up. For yourself. Yeah, it's if like you take just it. let someone be really mean to you for twenty two minutes. Oh my god! I mean, also like credit to Boiling Points for having a gay prankster. I mean, talk about inclusionary. Yeah, that, really that is so powerful. <laughs> they had a gay and a Latina. Wow! <laughs> I mean. Nobody was doing it like boiling points. Yeah, in 2002, you couldn't have a gay and a Latina. <laughs> no, they were, they were super progressive. Super progressive. Wow. How does it feel for us to have that reaction to um, a job that you probably are like, I hated doing that? <laughs> um, honestly, it was it's surprising you've even heard of it. Oh, <laughs> so please. So I'm more just like, oh, wow, okay. <laughs> Wow. Um, wait, I want to return to brass instruments for a second. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what the right, whole right, talk right. is about. That's what I mean, like... the whole episode is about start to finish, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clearly. <laughs> um, okay, with brass instruments, I'm like, why are you telling me what it's made of? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That feels very, it's like, oh, yeah, it's hard brass. Like, like. Why not call the? I mean, that's not. There. It's like calling a piano a wooden keys. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's very strange. Like, why are we suddenly having a conversation about materials? Yeah, it's very um, literal in a way. Well, I that's... guess you would say string instruments too. But string instruments—that is the—that's what you pluck is the strings, or that—that's what makes the sound. Brass instruments. I'm like, you should call them like blowing instruments or or something <laughs> similar. Why not just horns? Well, I think my little giggle shows you why they don't. Right. <laughs> or horns, yeah. I think horns. Just call them horns. I think, they, I think in like rock groups, they are like the horn the section. Horn section. Like, you know, Bruno Mars is like, these are my horns. Yeah, sure. He's always saying that. When we had him on, he kept saying, these are my horns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, he's the only person I can think of that has a horn section. <laughs> I, I and Jeff, when you brought up this topic, I actually do want to return to one thing that you said was um, a saxophone solo. Mm -hmm. And yeah. what speaks to me about that as straight is that it, it conjures an image of like a teen in like suburbia, like wearing like Wayfarer sunglasses, and like <laughs> pretending to be like cool for like an hour. And that right. is and very straight to me. <laughs> doing it like the air version. Of it, yeah. You know? Yes. 100%. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty straight. Yeah. <laughs> I think. But it's also make-believe, which, as we know, is gay. Yeah. It's being, it's living <laughs> living in your fantasy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See? I could see Laganja Estranja is... with, <laughs> with a saxophone uh, prop being like, horn section mama. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, humans. Come on, humans. <laughs> Come on, humans. <laughs> Come on, French horn. 
I mean, just to uh, quickly run through it, yeah. which mm -hmm. brass instruments are gay? Just right. so everyone's clear. Let's rank them. I'm pulling up a list. Because obviously French horn. Obviously. Start there. Um, I, I, I already made my case for trombone. Uh -huh. You think trombone is gay or straight? Oh, I think trombone is straight. Okay. I think you could make a case that like a tuba is sort of like, um, like sort of like bear. Tuba is a bear. I mean, tuba is like, mm -hmm. def it is literally you are othering yourself when you play tuba. That is, um, <laughs> you are like being on the outskirts of society in a way that is, I mean, I do think tuba players are born this way. But also if you just hear a tuba solo, <laughs> right, if you just hear a tuba solo, that's straight. <laughs> it's just the tuba. Then it's like, <laughs> that's straight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm little. I'm I pulled up a little uh, chart. So we have the okay. tuba, trombone, trumpet, horn, saxophone, pan flute, clarinet. Wait, horn horn is just one? There is one called horn, and there's one called a French horn. Huh. Well, that's complicated. And then there's of course the flute. Well, the flute is almost so obviously gay that you have to interrogate it a little bit. Mm. I actually think it could be seen as straight because it's like it's like a straight woman like it's like I play the flute like I'm normal like it's yeah, very yeah. like don't question me at yeah. all <laughs> if you're a woman it's normal to play the flute and then of course just if a guy plays the flute he's being purposefully like subverting the the heterosexual institution of marriage <laughs> <laughs> and he's probably a nurse yeah. <laughs> Um, clarinet is a tough one. Where do we land on that? I think straight. Oh. Yeah, it does feel kind of straight. Because I think that is... What Woody Allen plays. Woody Allen plays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to me, the main thing with the clarinet is that that's what Woody Allen plays. Right. And it's also like, at least the, the young women in my high school who played the clarinet were... Um... LGBTQ? <laughs> no. Oh. No, they were... God, there's no word that's not... Just to read, so I'm gonna just say it. Mm. They're boring. Oh, <laughs> They're boring. oh, oh, that's normal to say. I do think a clarinet is a sorry, like a boring. God, we're gonna get so many letters from clarinet players. <laughs> yeah. By the way, if you are good at playing any of these instruments, I'm so impressed with you. I think playing an instrument is so difficult. I tried both piano and violin when I was young, and I was so bad at them. <laughs> Did you ever play the handbells? No, but I bet I would be really good at that. Is it just like bells <laughs> that you ring? Sounds Christmassy. Sounds holiday. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> no, you have to play them in rhythm. Oh, I and... see, I see. Of course, of course. <laughs> and it's like you're only one note. So you have to wait until your note comes and then hit it. Oh, right oh I love oh, that. Oh, that's stressful. That's stressful. That's a sort of it's cameo. Stressful. You know, it's like you have a guest role. Right. But that, yeah. that is gay. That is gay, of course. <laughs> and bells are gay. Yeah. <laughs> Even in the church. Oh, I always love when there's an instrument that like is a little it's like when someone plays a triangle or something when it's almost like a bit that you're even playing it that I love. <laughs> yeah, when it's just like they're holding the triangle for a really yeah. long time and then they just go one little yeah. hit of it. Yeah, that is really cute. That's nice. So delicate. Mm -hmm. That's actually an old improv trick of mine. that I You just pull out the triangle. Like when, they, when, when uh, for some, it's a long story, but my improv team would often be like just playing in a band and I would just hold the triangle <laughs> on the back line. <laughs> <laughs> so when they were improv playing the band, were they making noises with their mouths? Were they doing sound effects? Yeah, they were. And 
they would often make this one particular member of our team like give a little like he, he would they would make him do like Elvis where he would be like <laughs> saying who's in the band. <laughs> they made him do this you know multiple what? times. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. We weren't a very good improv team. We just did bits a lot. <laughs> I really do think if you go through improv training, you can handle anything in life. Jeff, agree or disagree? And by the way, I don't mean that as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, you, yeah. Which um, has given you more tools to succeed, improv training or boiling points training? I mean, they're the, one of the same. They are the same. They really were. Both of them make you just subvert all of your um, needs and go along with the other person. Yeah. Which, by the way, I've been doing since birth. So, oh, that's good. That's, that's I hear that's how, you, that's how you see. Yeah, that's how you gain success by by completely uh, diminishing your own needs and <laughs> bearing my bear, own bearing your own personality and become what you need. Yeah. <laughs> that's official yeah, acting one, advice. If there's one thing I tell my mentees, it's just be smaller, <laughs> less, less personality, less, less. less. <laughs> I don't want to know anything about you, sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> say yes. And don't even say and. Just say yes. Just say yes. In fact, say nothing. Thanks. Say nothing. Just nod. Nod and look scared. Silently cry, nod, and look scared. That's the yeah, best blink advice. Blink if you can hear me. Blink if you can hear me. But don't, don't move too much. No, too much blinking. Wow. Oh, what a dream if they said blink if you can hear oh me. Oh, my God. Oh, I would love that. Um... <laughs> Well, I think we've covered brass instruments, and now mm -hmm. we've covered acting. Um, yeah. <laughs> and and my, I guess the final thing about, just on a very obvious level, brass instruments, it's like you see a full orchestra or something. Everyone is being so dainty, so delicate, and suddenly the brass people are like, Wah! like, it, it, it is, it does feel like, quiet, quiet, yeah. simmer down. Yeah. Right. We're, we're all, actually trying you know, to listen everyone. to real music. Yeah. We're, yeah. Actually, yes. <laughs> exactly. we're trying to listen to real music and you're coming in here with your comedic sound effects. <laughs> and you know, like, um, I when I grew up going to church on Easter Sunday, they'd bring in the brass instrument and it was always these kind of like butch guys yeah. who'd be like, <laughs> and, you know, they do a lot of like moving their lips, yeah. you know, before they warmed up. And then like, but every, like at Christmas, they'd bring in like a guest organist or like a, a a choir director or like a soloist mm -hmm. and they were always a little swishy mm -hmm. but the brass people they'd be like yeah let's do this yeah yeah let's go i want to be in the balcony so i can blow it out from above <laughs> that kind of thing. i'm not even questioning <laughs> <laughs> yeah wow anything yeah i don't question anything i've never had a question in my entire life <laughs> i only speak in declarative sentences <laughs> God, I wish that were me. All Same. I ever want is to just never question anything ever. I know, and yet it's all we do. I know, it's toxic. We need to stop. From now on, moving forward, this no is a podcast questions. that is just about facts that we yeah. already know. That's right. Uh, a great New Year's resolution for everyone for 2023 is no more questions. Yeah, exactly. No more questions. <laughs> yeah, no more questions at all. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier, connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Well, Jeff, any final thoughts on brass instruments? Mm-hmm. Um, no. Mm. <laughs> you know... <laughs> wow. Wow, you just dropped a mic. You just actually brought out a microphone and dropped it just for the bit. I'm sorry. You my case. <laughs> the way you applied so much with that no really was powerful. Yeah. yeah. That that video is going to be used as a reaction video online by teens. Wouldn't yeah. it be so fun to be a Jeff? I'm going to be a Jeff. Ooh, <laughs> Jeff the Jeff. Jeff the Jeff. <laughs> Woo. Um, you know, I actually have one last thing I want to say, which is that people, you know, people will have you believe that it's like overdone when Lizzo plays the flute. I think it still plays. Oh, me too. And oh, I actually sure. don't think it's like lame. Like, ooh, like good for her for playing the flute. Oh, a descent. Oh, oh Sam, you don't descent. agree? I mean, it's fine. I just like. Oh, I'm sort of you like, don't care. No, I, I kind of don't care to be honest. Like, yeah, you're if like, she we've wasn't seen playing it. the Move flute, on. if she was playing the flute, like I, I feel the same way. Like, oh, it's not like her songs are like flute forward like she so puts... hate lizzo <laughs> well you have to think of it as a live i i agree with you and i don't care when she does it like on tv i did not like it when she did it in hustlers it made literally no sense she's playing a stripper but i do think that if i were to see her live and she brought out a flute i would be screaming and shitting my pants that's true i do agree with that i'll tell you one thing i really don't care about is the fact that she played that flute that's like Somebody, oh, a president, or yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. people were mad. I was like, oh, who cares? Oh, please let her desecrate <laughs> any cares? antique flute she wants. <laughs> well, didn't, she didn't desecrate it, right? It's like, no, she me. she peed all over it. She, <laughs> she, <laughs> oh, she okay. peed all over it. She actually took it and just like started smashing it against the wall. <laughs> like, oh, well, I guess I'm not into yeah. that. Okay, I take it back. So, whose no. flute was it? James Madison, is that what you said? I think I don't yeah. remember. Exactly. Well, James Madison never released a hot dance track. So I think, you know, once he's at her level, we can talk. Yeah, when he can go viral on TikTok at the drop of a hat, right. then we'll yeah. talk. When he's, listen, you know, when he's 100% that 
dick. <laughs> yeah, he should, he should release a single where he says, I'm 100% that dick. That would be such an amazing, that would start such a great cultural conversation. They should collab, actually, and that would really, like, heal the nation. Well, that would be nice. We need it. Now more than if ever. If Lizzo collaborated with a hologram of James Madison and they both played the flute, that would be cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll download it. I'll stream. Yeah. <laughs> I'll stream. Yeah, what a commitment. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to go to band camp for it. But... I mean, I'll stream. Sure, why not? So I think that actually might conclude our um, normal episode, except that we have one final segment, if you can believe final it. segment. Oh, yeah. Is this like the Patreon? For like no, the... no, no, this is free. Don't subscribers. worry, it's free. This is it's main. just the final segment. Yeah, I'm just I'm just introducing it poorly. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought this was like the after show. Oh yeah, this is oh, um, the pit yeah, stop where we talk about the show. This, this is the pit stop. Please welcome Lagandra Estranja. <laughs> she just drops. <laughs> in she, yeah, she death drops from the ceiling. Come on, come Hummus. on, Hummus. <laughs> um, oh okay, okay. Our I final segment, one. Jeff, is oh, called sorry, Shout Outs. <laughs> and in it, we give a shout out um, sort of in TRL style to anything that we are enjoying. So imagine, you know, you're in Times Square, it's 2001, and you're shouting out to your squad back home, but about anything that you like. Um, mm-hmm. And George actually did say he had one. So would you like to go for it? Yeah. Um, what's up, everybody out there? All my holiday hoes <laughs> and Christmas. <laughs> Kooks and Hanukkah angels and Kwanzaa bays. I want to give a shout out to basically kind of a concept of a silver frame, a really nice expensive picture frame as a gift. People will tell you that it's lame or cliche or that it's something, quote, a mom would do. Well, you know what else a mom would do? Be iconic and have children. So maybe we could actually learn from mothers and maybe we could learn from women in general and buy frames as picture, as, as gifts. Picture frames as gifts, silver ones. So go out there, buy a silver picture frame and bring it to your next holiday party, sweetheart, because it will be used. Woo! Wow, that was beautiful. That was. Okay, I have one too, actually. What's up, everybody around the globe? I want to give a huge shout out to when there's big buildings behind small buildings. When I was walking down the street last night and I saw this beautiful row of small, let's say three-story buildings, and behind it, guess what? Hundred-story buildings. These buildings behind it were huge. And I said, this is so beautiful. I feel like I'm in a damn sci-fi movie because it's like this is old and brick and then over there is metal and gigantic. And I said, there is so much beauty in this damn city. When I walk around, it is a damn moonlight sonata. Um, I love the big buildings behind small buildings and I will continue to find beauty wherever I go in NYC, USA. Woo! Wow. Oh, that was such a good one, Sam. That was. I love that. Too. I love it also when you hear the story where it's like, the church sold its air rights, but not the not its ground rights. And so there's like a big... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that stuff. I love it. It is too. It's a fun. I love that church. Oh, my God. A mixed purpose building? I yeah. live. I, I, I gag. I gag for that. Um, okay. Jeff, whenever you are ready. Now I do win? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, hey, my my girls, my gays, my theys. 
What is up? It's your girl Jeff coming at you live from the Lower East Side of Manhattan. And I just want to say I am going to give it up for Targets in the city. Mm. Normally I'm like, I'm not into these Targets because they're smaller than real Targets. And I actually heard that they were called Urban Targets. And I'm like, this is just a Dwayne Reed. Why do I need this place? But yesterday I discovered that they sell oat milk to at $3 each and they are normally $6 at my grocery store and they also had a three pack of La Croix (laughs) seltzer for $10 three pack of of eight packs so and I realized oh my god normally they're like $4.99 and I'm gonna get three for $10 yes Target (laughs) yes big business saving me money economics (laughs) Your girl out. Oh my god, you just death dropped. <laughs> wow. Wow. I did. I death dropped. I love that. I love that too. No, I didn't watch TRL. Is that how they talk? I don't know. Yeah, that's actually how they all that's how they all okay, talk. Okay, good, yeah. good, good. You good. pretty much nailed it. You pretty much nailed it. Yeah, you were too busy being on boiling points. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, TRL's main competitor, boiling so points. They took they took some of the cast of Boiling Points to the MTV uh, VMAs and the Movie Awards, but I never got chosen. What? Oh my God! Did just the Latina get people chosen? Back? Yeah, I was about to say. <gasps> no, Giselle. No, no. Well, <laughs> okay, we, so, we joined in season wait, two. <laughs> sorry. So everyone except the the gay guy and the Latina got to go to the MTV Movie Awards. Not everyone. Okay, but none of the diversity hires got it. were. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's tough. <laughs> I could be wrong. Like, no, I, no, I didn't re- that sounds like, right. This is, this is really legally binding. This is legally if binding. If there's one thing I know about the early aughts, it's that <laughs> gay guys and Latinos were not invited to award shows. But I did once get to go on the spring break trip to Las Vegas. So. Oh, fun. oh my goodness. Yeah. Fun slash my yeah. worst nightmare. <laughs> it really was. And you know what the bit I had to do was um, I was a limo driver and um, <laughs> another guy a guy got in the back and he had a little fart machine and he kept farting and i was like you guys it smells really bad in here and i'm gonna charge you money because you made my limo smell bad but also i didn't we couldn't drive because of i don't know technical reasons and so we were just sitting in a parking lot in the limousine. <laughs> oh my god! I should tell that story somewhere. I'm gonna win the moth. <laughs> you could win the moth. I mean, to it, it really is such a rush to hear the the inside scoop about these shows because they really <laughs> did. I mean, it's like, I mean, it's like how Dax Shepard started out on Punked, and now look at him—he's my favorite actor. <laughs> And podcaster, even. And podcaster, yeah. Yeah, I think his is like really famous, right? Isn't it fancy? He is, actually. His podcast is huge. <laughs> so no disrespect um, to him. God, I wish I was him. God, yeah. I wish I was him. Every day, I wish I was him. Um, well, you know, Jeff, you've come a long way since Boiling Points. And, <laughs> and <laughs> you know, we are still f- trying to figure out a natural way to, to plug things. To but we did oh. want to... No, because... So, for the longest time, we were staunchly anti-capitalist to the point where we would censor our guests when they brought up projects they're working on. But we do want <laughs> to give you a long yeah. beep as if they were saying yeah. something really offensive. We do want to give you the opportunity. We actually did think it was like really funny and we thought it was like really like edgy that we were like, no, literally, you're not allowed to plug anything. And then now we're like, it's actually not nice. <laughs> yeah. like, it's actually not cool or nice. <laughs> People are just trying to have careers. 
and we are preventing them from doing that. So we do want to give you the space to kind of read your entire IMDb page from top to bottom. Okay. Yeah, so... And this one is just some, I don't I think this was a sketch I filmed. I don't even know what this one is. Um, well, that's public access. Um, um, I do want to say one thing. Well, okay, we do want to give you the opportunity to, to, to say what people can see you on. Uh, By the way, some of, I have been on podcasts and then they put the podcast on IMDb. Do you all do that? No, but we can if you want. No, we can if you want. No, yeah. I don't, if you I want don't, to be, I don't understand it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't understand it. Um, oh, okay, go ahead. Give me the rules. No, I just like anything you are currently on that you would like to plug. But also you don't have to. <laughs> now I feel like we're forcing you to, and, and honestly, we're doing okay, it only no, because... We're being so I weird. I want to. Yeah. Okay, here's the deal. Okay. I am on a TV show, and I, I think it's good, and I think people should watch it. Okay. And the first season is currently already on HBO Max and the season two is coming out mm -hmm. in the winter. <laughs> Which is just around the corner. Mm -hmm. Marchish. Yeah. And it's called Somebody Somewhere and it's uh, a really good show. It is a really good show. <laughs> it's a really it's good a really show. Good, it's a really incredible show and it's co-starring Bridget Everett who's one of our favorites here. Has she been on this? No, but I, she's just, no. I simply am a fan. <laughs> no, I would love for her to come on. Please put in a good word for sure. <laughs> yeah, tell her we were not annoying and that we were really normal the whole time. Mm, okay. <laughs> I one time before I started doing comedy, uh, saw her perform in San Francisco when I lived there. And it was like before she started like, you know, it, it, it was like at a dive bar or something. Like it was before uh -huh. she was super big. And I and I still to this day I'm like that was maybe the best live performance of any kind I've ever seen in my entire life. I think she maybe did a stage dive from the bar in a dive bar to an audience of like twelve. <laughs> well, she's not gonna phone it in. There's, <laughs> yeah, an, audience, yeah. there's an audience. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I love her so much. Um, and Jeff, I also want to say one thing, which is that I have been instructed. My boyfriend told me to tell you that. You gave uh, one of his favorite line readings of all time on Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, where someone, and I wish I remember the details, but someone says, like, in a very crazy tone, says, like, thank you. And then you say, same time, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I didn't write I'm that. sure I'm they butchering it, but <laughs> I have been thinking about same time, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Do you think I did it better well, or equally good? Oh, or, yeah. You know what? Yeah, I think you should have gotten that role. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, I, you know I what? Think if so the too. show were still on, mm. I think they would write. Actually, that role that I played, someone else had originally played. It, it was like the assistant to um, to one of the mole women, Donna Maria, and they originally had a different assistant. He did one episode, but then he was on tour doing some show, and he couldn't come back to shoot the second episode mm -hmm. and so it was Bruno Mars <laughs> <laughs> it was Preston Sadler who I actually happen to know um anyway so I would imagine that he probably did it better uh, but my real point is yeah when they do the Kimmy Schmidt movie mm -hmm. or I think they already did it didn't they what do I have to do um, to get cast in this town <laughs> <laughs> you should be the next gay assistant I mean and from your mouth was to God's take, ears they would take two different names and put it together. So mine was Tomothy, and I forget what the Tomothy. first guy's name was. It was like Krista Dave or something like that. <laughs> 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 Tomothy is so funny. <laughs>
<laughs> oh god. All right. My favorite one of those is Vanessica. Oh, <laughs> I love that. If oh I ever god. do drag, yeah. that's gonna be my I'm name. I'm gonna name my daughter Vanessica. Vanessica. <laughs> that is such a slay. God, I love that. Well, Thanks for doing our podcast. We really appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me. Thank you for letting me plug. Jesus. I know. God, I was like pulling teeth to be able to plug <laughs> yeah. a show. Yeah. Well, you know, your your entire team of 12 has been emailing us nonstop saying, if you don't let him plug, we're not releasing the episode. Yeah, we're we're pulling your plug. We're pulling yeah, your funding. We're pulling your plug. We're pulling the funding. They're going to they're going to make you need to be on live support and then they're yeah. going to pull the plug. The podcast is funded by your team in order to promote your projects. Yes. It, you really are in it for the long game because we've been now doing it for three years because you wanted it not to seem too obvious, but it's all been leading up to you being on the podcast to promote somebody somewhere. I'm the puppet master. Yeah. Three years ago, I didn't even, we hadn't even done the show yet. And I, I knew I would eventually have work. Wow. You got to plan ahead. Wait, did you start this during the pandemic? Uh, like right when the pandemic started, kind of. We had recorded a few before and then we started releasing them after it started. Yeah. Oh, good. Captive audience. Yeah. And look at us now. And look at us now. Still on Zoom. <laughs> well, the pandemic isn't... Wait, is the pandemic over? Oh, yeah. Well, check your notifications. I just got a text. It's not over. Oh, it's, not over. it's back on. Oh, okay. oh, damn. That's too bad. That's, uh, I loved that 20-minute period where it was over in the middle yeah. of our episode. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.